All right, now, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Museum of My Mind podcast. This is your host, Money Mish. And this is officially episode 50 of the Museum of My Mind. So this podcast just started using airtime about mm, maybe three, four episodes ago. So I'm super excited. When I first started podcasting, um, I was an undergrad. I was at Lehman College, any of you here from the Bronx. And I decided one semester, like, yo, you know what? I'm going to minor in journalism. And as part of my um, podcasting class, I started this podcast. And then the pandemic started and it was kind of like all over the place. Like literally, if you listen to the first few episodes, you'll hear poetry because one, I am a published, um, I'm a published poet. I'm a published author. And you'll hear my mom talking about like the 1990s. You hear her talking about the crack era and her parents and crazy different types of relationships that she's been in. And I'm just happy that we've made it here just because at the beginning of the pandemic online, it said over 10,000 new podcasts were created, but I'm just wondering if they all really like stuck around, which is something that's like really big for me because I feel like one thing that's been important is uh, consistency. And it's hard for a lot of people to stay consistent on a weekly basis, bi-weekly, or even a monthly basis. So shout out to the Museum of My Mind podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram at the Museum of My Mind podcast. And you can follow me at Money Mish. I'll go ahead and I'll put my name um, in the chat. I do want to say for the people who are listening online for Spotify, you can download the Airtime app and join the Send.com network, which is going to be yellow with black lettering. For those of you online, you can just um, follow me for everything that I'm putting in the chat right now. All right. And the name of today's episode, well, again, this is episode 50. The name of this episode is rubbernecking. So this episode in the beginning, we'll be talking about um, a few things that I experienced at the beginning of this week. And then we'll get into the song and why this song was created. I'm super excited for today's episode. Also, shout out to us in this room. We're officially at 1.2K in this room, which I feel like we've had amazing growth. And I'm so excited that every week there's more people. And I'm, I'm meeting people from Texas, people from Georgia, um, some people from Asia that I saw last week. And then just looking at the different rooms, I'm really excited for everything that's new, all the new things that we're all experiencing as a team. And even for those of you who just jump in the room, you didn't know what to expect, but you're here and you stay consi consistent. West Canada. I've never heard anyone claim a certain part of Canada. So like while we're on it, like what happens in West Canada? Because <laughs> I like I hear people say East New York all the time. Were you from the east side or the west side? So like, what's up, West Canada? Like, is that is that the nice part? Is that the hood? Is that like where it really happens? Okay, the oh, you're from Long okay. What part of Long Island are you from? I'm from Freeport. What's up? <laughs> I'm not I'm not too deep out. Amityville. Oh, I used to be in Amityville all the time. When um I went to Dodd Middle School in Freeport, and then one of my best friends actually I have a few friends who still live in Amityville right now. But that whole Canada thing, like I want to know the difference of the West and East. I've actually never been to Canada. That's something that I definitely want to um, check out. So good morning, good afternoon, and good night to those of you who are just now joining in. This is the Museum of My Mind podcast, and this is episode 50. The title is Rubbernecking, which you'll all hear the song in a few minutes. <laughs> Thank you. 
So three things that I like to bring up before I get into my main subject. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about is my studio session today. So I just started making music in January. I've tried different studios, worked with different types of people. It, it's been a really great experience. But I just want to tell you what happened in the studio today. So I got this new beat, this song that I wrote literally like two days ago, and I'm working with a new um, engineer. He's like super dope. I feel like mentally we're on the same page. But his friend comes in the room and then his friend is like, yo, bro, you got to charge. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Like, I'll, I'll plug you and I'll leave your phone right here. And then he goes and says, yo, she burnt me. And I was like, now I wasn't facing towards him, but I'm like, oh, my God, what is he about to say? And then I was like, burned you. Like, like in my mind, I'm like, burned you like how? And then he's like, yo, she gave me gonorrhea. And I was like, like, this is not what I expect to hear in a studio session. And then he goes and says, yo, I have to get a shot in my ass. He's like, yo, it's fucked up. And I was just like, it, it, it was just, it was crazy to me because it's like, how do you feel so comfortable saying that in front of somebody that you don't even know? <laughs> it was the craziest thing. And in my mind, I was just like, I, I was, I was so confused. I was like, should I turn around? Should I make eye contact? Should I like hold my head down? Like, I, I, I don't know. It was just the weirdest thing to me. But I mean, kudos to him for being, <laughs> for not feeling ashamed of, of just saying it out loud. But I just feel like that was really ballsy. That was really ballsy. And I just wanted to tell you, I literally that just happened like two hours ago. And then I rushed home so I could come and do this. So the second thing that I want to talk about is Space Jam. Did any of you see the new Space Jam with LeBron? I watched it on, I want to say Sunday. Okay, so how did you how did you feel about it? You can write it in the chat and then I'll go ahead and then I'll read the chat. So for me, I felt like, you know, I like Michael Jordan. There's nothing wrong with the original, I didn't feel like it needed to be changed. I felt like it was, I felt like it was dope the way it was. But then I I took into account, I was like, okay, there's new, there's new things with technology. There's okay, you thought it was good. Yeah, so I was like, okay, there's new things with technology. And then I was like, well, are they gonna bring back the monsters? And then it's like, how are they gonna make this storyline um um different? But I thought that it was dope. The one thing that did throw me off is that the part, oh, sorry to those of you who didn't see it, but <laughs> the one part where LeBron was like, oh, you know, movies never turn, turn out good with basketball players. And then I was just like, what? This is awkward. So then I was really judging his acting. Like, I feel like it was a good storyline, but do you all feel like he was a good actor? <laughs> You haven't seen it, Gabe? Hi, Gabe. You think he was extra? I, I liked when he turned into a tune, though. I thought that was cool. No, I, I don't think that he's a good actor either. And it was like, it was awkward watching him in that way, especially like with my background in theater. I was just like, he solely has this role because he's because he's him, like not because he has um acting skills. Okay, and then I, I also really liked the the monsters from how they looked originally. And I'm not going to get into each character because I know some people didn't see it. Did anyone have an issue with the monsters? 
or I heard a lot of people online saying that Lola, first of all, Lola had the best intro ever. I was super excited when she when she came on screen. <laughs> Very extra. So hopefully you all watch it and we could come back to this um, next week. Oh, the, actually, the last thing that I want to say about it is that the director from the original Space Jam, he it came out today that he was like, LeBron is not Michael Jordan. So he didn't particularly like the movie, but it's it's a big difference in years. So and I think people from that era who are like so in love with Michael Jordan and everything that he brought to, to basketball, I don't think that they would ever look at it in the same way. It's a lot of things that I don't like seeing being remade. Like um, Rugrats was just remade. Like the new animation is trash. I haven't watched the new um, the new Scooby Doo. Okay, Michael Michael B. Jordan was funny, but I was excited. I was like, oh shit, is it Michael like the Michael Jordan? And it was Michael B. Jordan. I was like, what the hell? But it it was funny. Yeah, I, I laughed. I laughed my heart. Um, other things. Did anyone see? Well, I didn't see, but did anyone see the remake of um, Mortal Kombat? Or what else is being remade? You did? All right. How did you think the remake of Mortal Kombat was? It was rushed. Okay, that's something else that I need to check out. I didn't see um I didn't see Coming to America, but I heard Coming to America was good. And did anyone see Fast and Furious with Cardi B in it? Like her, I don't think that she's an actor, but I think she's Cardi B, so she's just like able to be in it. Yeah, Coming to America too. That's what I was saying. I, I didn't see that. No, I don't think anyone's seen that one. All right, so the next thing on my list of my my three things that I want to talk about is that, so I'm getting my master's right now. So I'm getting my master's in education plus special education. And then um, my day job, I am a teacher. And something that's really been like heavy on my mind these last couple of weeks is that I'm about to start back to school and I'm about to start back to work. So I think that something that people don't talk about enough is that for those of us, um, and college, like, there's a lot of people in the world that when they think about college, it makes them sick, like, physically. It it makes them feel depressed. It puts them really in this negative mind state. And I feel like that's something that started to happen to me. And I feel like there's a lot of things with life that's just not um, realistic. Is anyone here today um, in college? If you are, you can just write it in the chat and, like, put what you're majoring in. <laughs> Yes, I think a secretary would be great for me. <laughs> International business, and, and are you getting your um? Are you getting your your bachelor's degree? Or are you getting a master's? What level are you on? Do you ever do you ever feel like with school that it gets so um, overwhelming that like you might need to see like a therapist or something like that? Because like for for me, I definitely think so. No, okay. Well, kudos to you. I think I just think that when I was um oh you don't let it have <laughs> I, I love what you wrote so and um I I think that an undergrad so I've been in my master's program for one year so I have one year left but I feel like in undergrad I think that I just did like way too much like I did a lot of traveling I went to Puerto Rico I went to Paris I went to London I went a few other places and then I was also and student government. So every week I'm meeting with like the president of the school, um, different deans, the provost and things like that. And then making um, really important decisions around the school. And then I was also 
the the liaison. Actually, I was the student government liaison, so I talked to all the students to report it back to the to the higher ups, and then I was the direct um, theater department liaison as well. So it would be like. I don't want to say little things, but it would be things like, for example, like I focus a lot in the costume department. So it's like, why do we have a show that we're putting on, but we don't have a budget for all the costumes that we need? So I would go to different people in the building. Yeah, I was, but to the point where I felt like I was too involved. So I would go to different people in the building and I would say, hey, this is um, the budget that we have. This is what my paperwork says that we need. And then I would try to fight for it. Something that I am really proud of, right now, Lehman College there, Actually, I don't know if it's complete because of, I haven't been on campus because of COVID, but I did start talking to um, the higher ups in the school about the outside theater. And before the school closed because of COVID, they did start to do um, construction on it. So I'm really happy that I was like in people's ears to like make a difference because how do you have a whole theater department and you have an outside theater and it's not being utilized? I feel like Lehman College is a minority college, a minority CUNY four-year college in, in the Bronx. And I feel like we just need like more respect. And I feel like the arts is something that's like really important. And I don't feel like people respect it enough. So yeah, that that's something that's like been really, really big on my mind. All right. So for those of you who are just now joining, my name is Money Mish, and this is episode 50 of the Museum of My Mind podcast. I'm going to put a link in the chat to, um, but just because I was talking about anxiety, I'm going to put a link in the chat to this book that I helped to create. I was the marketing director. And basically in this book, um, you hear, well, you have three different females who give their point of view about anxiety. And then I wrote the first excerpt that you can find in the beginning of the book. And then in the end, I wrote one third of the lyrics. If there's any questions about the book or about the process, you can just let me know, and then one day I can have the um, one day I can have the direct author to to come on, so that she can talk about her writing process and how she personally experiences um, depression, anxiety, and things of that nature. I'm a t-
Uh, thank you for saying that you like the song. Um, the song, I'm actually on the first verse. And um, just to give you a little um, background about the song. So basically what happened is that, again, I was the creative marketing director. For whatever reason, it's uh, my computer's not letting me copy the link to put it in the chat. So I'll put it in when I'm done. But um, basically, so my friend Lucy, she sent me um, she sent me a PDF of the book and then um, I read it and I came up with different ideas. So for this book in particular, I was like, oh, there's so many things that she does um, visually. And I was like, well, her, her writing is very visual to me. Right. So I was like, oh, this this book can go in so many different directions. Like I had skits. I had different organizations that we could reach out to. I had. Um, a lot of different things, especially especially for like um mental health awareness month, and then you have mental health week, and I believe it's in October. But one of the things is that um in January for my for my birthday, me and Lucy we went to Boston, and then she's like, oh, you know, I'm interested in music. I was like, I bet, say less, I got you. So I was like, let's make a song. So this song is my first complete brainchild, and I'm I'm so proud of it, and. Basically, this is what the, the book looks like. And then when you open it up, I did write the first excerpt. Um, for those of you who are bilingual, the book is in English and it is in Spanish. And I just think it's perfect for if you don't know what anxiety is, if you don't, um, if, if no one's ever explained it to you, if you if you think that you might have anxiety, then I think that this is a good book that you could go ahead and you could... Um, read so you could get someone else's perspective of what it's like of what it what it feels like what it sounds like and i just put went ahead and i put the definition to anxiety in the chat just because i know a lot of people like i feel like there's a lot of words in this day and age that people use a lot like the word trauma it seems like everyone is using trauma right now but it's like two years ago was everyone using the word trauma and i don't particularly think so so i think it's one of those words that everyone she gets to know. Actually, a couple of days ago, I had a friend call me. He's and he was like, "Q, you know what? I'm, you know, I have anxiety right now." And I'm like, "Oh, even though I was a part of this book, I was like, let me get a refresher so that I could have like a, a deeper understanding of, of exactly what's going on." And I think it's important for people to like look within themselves and figure out if they have anxiety, if they have um, depression, if they have any type of mental things or things that they went through when they were younger. And they need to understand like how to work through it. Or if they just if like if you could just recognize that you need to see someone and then also keep in mind that your friend are, your friends are always like not supposed to be your therapist. Cause sometimes, like even for me, I feel bad sometimes for <laughs> one of my friends that's on the call today. Like I, I give him a weekly I, I hate people update. And <laughs> saying it all out is is weird, but it's like I'm I'm happy that I have that in a friend, but it's like, is it his responsibility to to be my therapist every week? And it's completely not. All right, so everyone, that is um the first three things that I wanted to talk about today. So we talked about my weird experience in the studio. We talked about Space Jam and the anxiety that some people like myself get when it comes to college, mainly because I overwhelm myself. If you're just now joining in, my name is Money Mish, and you are listening to the Museum of My Mind podcast. For those of you who are on Spotify, what you can do, if you want to watch me live, you know, you get to hear all of this two days ahead of time, you can download the Airtime app and join the Send.com network. That way you can write me in a chat and I can talk to you as I'm going. 
So I'm going into this next segment. We are talking about my new song titled Rubbernecking, and I'm just going to go through the lyrics and just tell you all how it was created. just responding to the chat so <laughs> i'm gonna put links to the song um inside the chat a little bit later but also you can find it on my website which i feel like let me see i see some things that are popping up on my phone that are not popping up on my computer so i'm gonna go ahead and put it in the chat again i don't know if you did anyone get my website i'm just gonna write it in again because i don't see it on my phone all right, so you can find the phone. You can find the phone. You can find <laughs> you can find the song um, on my website. Thank you. I just put it in the chat right now, so it's just moneymish.com. So you can find the song on my website. I'll also put the links to um, the song from Spotify and from Apple Music. I'll also put that um, in the chat when I'm done as well. So there will be a video to the song soon. <laughs> so we started um, filming. Actually, my friends are in the chat, so I'll give you the funny story behind um, something that happened with the video so far. So the image that I put, that's the outfit that, that I wore. And then for the cover art, 
the cover art is actually a picture of my butt. Yes, I took the picture myself. I edited it myself. Ooh, I'd be busy. I'd be doing the most. So <laughs> do you all know that DMX video for um, How It's Going Down? Tell me you all know or I'll play it next. If you don't know it, you know it? Okay, and you see how it starts in the girl's butt? I want to say her name is Tamika because he talks about the girl Tamika in the song. So basically how it starts in her butt, I was like, oh, I thought I, I love that music video. I love that song. And I was like, you know what? You saw it? Okay. So I was like, you know what? That's how I want the video to start. And then um, it basically came, turned into this, hey, how many different ways can we have people actually rubbernecking um, in the video? So basically the whole video, I'm walking, it's on my butt. Boom, you see a whole lot of ass. And yeah, so I can't wait for it to, to come out. And then the picture that I put um, in the chat, that's me from, what, what was that? This No, not this past Sunday, because it was supposed to rain and it didn't. So we didn't film. But the Sunday before, that's something that I wore. Um, this bathing suit, I got it from Fashion Nova. <laughs> and then the shorts under, I well, not under, but the shorts, I got that from Fashion Nova as well. Um, I actually don't know what I'm going to wear for the next part, but I'm like super excited to, to go ahead and film it. Basically, yeah, that's what it is. There, there'll be a few different things in it. Do I need extras? Maybe. Where are you at? <laughs> Maybe. And I, I have, oh, you're the one in Amityville. Maybe you're going to come to the hood? Because <laughs> I, I think the plan was to have like 13 people. Anyway, so my, my friend Mike that's actually here right now, he's the one who took um, the picture of me with that outfit on. And the funny thing that I wanted to tell you all is that, so we actually, we booked the, um, we booked a makeup artist, but last minute she had to, she had to cancel. So I go and I tell Mike, I'm like, look, you're my makeup artist today. I don't think he's ever, Mike, have, did you ever do makeup before? I was like, look, you're my makeup artist. So I was like, look, it's hot outside. I think it was like 85 degrees, almost 90. I'm like, when I start sweating, you have to pat, don't wipe like that. And I was like, Look, my outfit, if you need to <laughs> readjust anything, just go ahead, do it. And then I was like, look, if you need to touch me, then like, go ahead and do it. And, <laughs> and not not in like a sexual way, but like from coming from the world of costume design, I think not to sexualize it, not a Title IX thing, but not to sexualize it, but just for me being a costume designer and me being a part of like the wardrobe run crew, I've seen... I don't know how many people, but I've seen so many people naked. I've had to literally tie people's shoes or put people's bras on or like tape people's wigs off and then hurry up and put them back on within like less than a minute. So I've I've done a lot of things. So I'm just like, yo, this is a life that I'm living that I need to fully live it and not like have assets. I was like, do what we got to do. There's this one part I was a little, the, the men in my life. So I tried, um, ladies, have any of you tried magnetic um, eyelashes? So this is like my second time trying it. All right. So for whatever reason, the magnet wasn't doing the magnet thing. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't doing the little click, click magnet thing. So I was very specific in the beginning. I was like, yo, these are magnetic eyelashes. If it comes up, I have the little magnet glue thing. We just need to put it back down, right? So it didn't come up in front of Mike but it came up in front of one of the extras. So I'm just standing there talking to him the whole time. And then 
And then when I get in a car and I'm looking in the mirror, I'm like, oh my God, my eyelashes up. And then you know what he goes and says to me? He goes and says, well, you said that it was magnetic and I don't know what it was supposed to like, you know, magnet to. So I, I didn't know what to say. So I was like, so you let me walk around with a busted eyelash this whole time. And I don't know how long it was like that, but I was so mad at him because I was like, bro, you had one job, literally one job. And you, so you mean you looked at me in my face, you stared at me and you saw it was messed up and you just did not, you didn't fix it. You did not fix it. So I'm looking for some females to accompany me <laughs> for video shoots because, you know, the guys in my life, I love them, but... <laughs> That eyelash is a whole crazy situation. All right, so what we're going to do now is that we're going to go ahead and get into the lyrics, which I thought that I opened and I did not. All right, so basically how I found this beat is that I've been using this website called BeatStars. I like BeatStars and I hate BeatStars for several reasons, just because of if any of you are music artists, I actually learned from Sin about like, three weeks ago, like just getting deeper into the contract and that after like three to 10 years, depending on what your contract says, the person who created the beat, they can go ahead and say, because you, if you don't buy it exclusively, they can go and say, you know what, you need to take this down now because the contract is, is up, which really um, boiled my blood. Because one thing I like about music is that I feel like I have a lot of ownership and I'm not necessarily waiting for other people waiting for other people's um, opinions. And I can just find a beat, sit in the comfort of my home and write and things of that nature. So it's actually a website that I don't wanna use anymore. But anyway, I was buying a beat to my other song called I Chose Violence, which I will play um, before our hour is up. And then it was like a sell, it was like buy one, get one. And I was like, oh, okay, I like free stuff. So I found this beat and I was like, yo, this, this beat goes hard. And then, I don't even know how I got the idea, but from the very beginning, I was like, this just sounds like a girl is walking down on block and she looks mad good. Like ladies, have you felt that this summer? Like you just looking mad good. Like, you're, like your thing is thinking, like your tits are like sitting just right. And like you was doing your squats, you was in the gym and your butt is like a little more like circle. Has anyone felt that? <laughs> no one has felt that. Look, I got a Peloton and I, I be biking and then sometimes I need to do it more consistently, but I be like working out in my room. I got weights. No, what? <laughs> Taylor, not even one squat. No, I had a group of friends where like we would call each other every day to, to do squats. Like I was like, when I wrote this, I was like, yeah. It's like, yeah, I have a I have a big butt right now, but I know that I'm not working out consistently. So to me, I think that my butt is flat because it could be rounder and it could be higher if I actually worked out on a consistent basis. Mike, you don't squat at all. You you look like a person who's always in the gym. Taylor, you don't work out at all? No, you, you missed the picture that I was talking about. I'll actually put it back in the chat. Oh, you do? Okay, so this song is all about a girl who like she just got her hair done she got her nails done she walking down a block and she's like she's just doing a damn thing so it's oh and then this also is inspired because mm, living in the bronx is a little ghetto sometimes so one day maybe like three years ago it was like a, a lot of traffic outside i'm walking down a block and i start to cross the street but then cars start moving so i didn't i just stay between the car and like the traffic so i'm walking and then I see this red car, a low riding car. I see this red car like coming really fast. 
So then I speed up and then I hurry up and get in the sidewalk. And then this guy, they like, they beep and then he puts his head out the window and he's like, oh, you better have moved before I smash you on that fat ass. And I was just like, what? How, like, just why, why, why? So, and then that day I remember, actually I had on these, um, it's a compliment of, of sorts, but why would you want to, like, you don't know me. Why would you feel like it's okay to touch me? But I did have on um, something that was really tight. I had on these gray um, tights. I was probably walking to the gym at that moment because I used to wear those tights to the gym. And I feel like I, I did look good. And I think it, it feels good when you go outside looking good. So that's also part of the reason for this. And then I don't know why it was in my head, but thinking about rubbernecking, like people just turning their necks and always staring at you. And I've had this conversation within the last couple of days. Like some people feel like really confident when people stare them in the face and then other people, they feel like it's disgusting and they hate having that attention. But I feel like for me, it's like, I have a big bubbly personality. I'm used to being on stage. I'm used to finding my light. I'm, I'm used to people looking at me. Like I'm not the person who will take offense to, to being stared at. In fact, I'll say, I might, I might say hi. It bothers me for, um, for people like for like if I see a female and I think she's beautiful and I'll look at her I hate I hate the girls be like what are you looking at and it's like sis you're cute like I'm looking at you because you're cute I like your hair or like oh I like your I'm a big toe and nail person I'm like oh my god I love your toes or your dress or like whatever it is that you have on and I feel like um I know I've heard guys say it a lot but even as me saying for other women I don't feel like females are always good with um taking compliments or it could be little things like if I'm like, yo, sis, I love your hair. Like, where do you get your hair done at? There are way more girls who will be like, who won't tell you compared to girls who will tell you where they got their hair done or like the process that they go through with their skin or like their nose or whatever the case may be. Anyway, so stopping traffic, rubbernecking. Look how my thing be thinking. The other day, one of my friends is like, what's a thing? The thing could be several things. So <laughs> um, in, this, in this particular case, I'm just talking about my butt. Look how my hair be swinging. You know, when you have long hair, you like to do one of those kind of moves. Look how my dick grippers grip. Have any of you ever heard of nails being called dick grippers? You can write a one in the chat for yes, two in the chat for no. No? All right. I wish I could actually... That's another pitch I should have found before I got on. All right, great. Two people said yes. So this is what had happened. So... <laughs> So I had, I, I heard it before, but this guy that I was talking to before, one day he's like, oh, um, he <laughs> maybe TMI. Also, I want to point out, I usually, before I started using airtime, I usually would just be at home by myself making the podcast. So it's completely normal for me to say the things that I'm saying. But now that I have people watching me, it feels a little like I still have to get used to just recording the podcast with other people. There's not just my thoughts by myself. It's my thoughts and like me reading the chat at the same time. So this guy, he goes and is like, you know what? I, I miss you. I want to see you. I'm ready to pay to get your dick represent. And I was just like, what? And then it, it just, it, it dawned on me. You want to pay for me to get my nails done because you want me to sexually touch you. But when I just wanted my nails done just to get them done, you weren't interested. And that's the thing that I hate about, not that I was depending on him for anything. It's just like, hey, you've been trying to talk to me. You said you want to marry me. Like, what's up? I just want my nails done.
But this is a big part of the reason why I feel like females need to um, come already maintenance and need to have their own money for like a certain way of life that they want to have. Because what happens with a lot of men historically is that a woman will ask for something. And if the man feels like the woman shouldn't have it, then the woman is not going to get it. And, and if you think back to like, for example, in the 1970s is the first time that a woman was allowed to have her own bank account. So like before that, what were we doing? Now, before that, we had started working because of like World War II, where all the men was away and then the woman had to like stay here and work. So women started making their own money, but they still didn't have like their own bank accounts. So when you think about everything had to go through a man and I'm asking for my nails and you're like, no, unless it's something sexual, it's like, fuck you. I don't need you to get my nails done. And it was like, it was funny. I actually kept a snapshot of it. I'll, I'll find it a little bit later. But it was, it was also insulting at the same time because it's like, I'll laugh at something that's funny, even if it's insulting. That's a bad habit I got. But it's just like, what? Like, this is weird. Anyway, so look how my dick grippers grip. Look how my titties sit. Swear to say in a bouncy house, just to Cirque, I perform and shit. Um, that part, I really love Cirque du Soleil. Any of you are like theater, dance, acrobat people, I love it so much. Um, one of my favorite songs is um, The Greatest Show from The Greatest Showman. So that came to mind. And then Cirque du Soleil came to mind. And then for my birthday last year, I actually went to um, the circus because I'm a five-year-old kid. Now, long nails aren't painful. Long nails aren't painful at all. I just find it um, hard to, to, to do things. Like, I don't understand, like, Cardi B nails, for example. Like, that's too long for me. But I actually had um, a customer before. So naturally, some people's nails, like, they'll grow, like, this way. And then they'll start to, like, circle. So a lot of people who grow their nails like that, they use their hand, like, let me back up a little bit. They use their hand like this, and then they might cuff it around something. But they're not able to have the full mobility of their hand like this because of the nails, because they're scared to um to break it. Painful. Oh, okay, Poppy Big Numbers. So everyone, I'm Eric John is in the chat. I'm calling him Poppy Big Numbers because he is a recording artist and he be having some good numbers. He just had a song. Actually, um, I was the, what was my title for your video? Anyway, I, I helped to film his um last music video. I actually played it yesterday morning for anyone who was in Past the Ox. I played um his song, Deep Waters. Um, you mean painful, like for a woman, like scratching a man, you know, all men don't like to be scratched, but what do you mean painful? <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll wait for you to get back. <laughs> Next topic. All right. And then, um, the chorus is my favorite. So it goes, you ain't never seen a nest like this, walking up in the club, all the niggas show me love. Uh, so I love that part because. When I was, I don't really like clubs like that, but when I was younger and I used to go out, like people would be bringing me like bottles and bring me um, different types of drinks and stuff. It's like, oh, this is from that guy over there. Oh, what section are you in? Or, oh, you with these people. Or um, when I go out with with my cousins, like I, I have a cousin who's pretty, well, he's best friends with a basketball player. No, I'm not going to tell you a basketball player. But anyway, when I'm hanging out with them, um, there's just bottles everywhere. There's, there's, girls everywhere, everyone's drunk, people are like dancing on tables. So like really that show me love part is like, yo, I literally walk in the club and people like be on it just because of, because my my personality, what I have on and then the people around me. So then it says, you ain't never seen a nest like this. So the bitches call me Bessie when they see how I busted what? So that particular part, I was actually watching, um, writings is very interesting. Let me read the chat real quick. 
First of all, the basketball player that I'm talking about, he's in a relationship. You be quiet. And he don't have another kind of ring either. Anyway, so um, that part, one, so I just started using TikTok because I was like, you know what, now that I'm making music, let me just try to get as many social media platforms as possible. And this is a thing with the younger generation. I don't know why they call everyone bestie because like, sis, I don't know you. You're not, you're not my bestie, but that's just how they do. So I'm like, whatever. And then I was... Um, I was watching this this interview with designer and then designer was basically like that when he was writing the, the is it called panda song i don't know i don't really listen to him but he was like when he was writing that song he was very um he was very particular with the sound so like for example how babies always make the m sound and the does sound like the, those are naturally two sounds that baby make so when he decided to go with the p sound it was very um he made it for that reason because naturally as humans we just go towards those certain sounds so i thought that was very cool and then it's like if you have it in a role like all the bitches be call me bestie b bust it which bust it is also popular right now because of ever banks i was like erica banks i was like you know what let me throw that all in here all right so <laughs> he wasn't isn't that what Nicki minaj said about him <laughs> Wait, was he in special ed because he's slow or he's in special ed because behavior? I don't know. Anyway, so um, second verse is, it starts with saying big ass, big tits and my personality lit. I feel like how much, I don't mind talking about my body right now. It wasn't always like that. In fact, um, I've had this body shape since I was like 11 or 12. And I remember from a young age being like 11, 12, 11 slash 12. Men, um, 18, 25, 30s were trying to talk to me since I was that young just because of my body shape. I also feel like men just think that they could just take advantage and they don't like women who actually stand up to them and put them in their place. So they like talking to younger girls. Anyways, so when I say am my personality lit, it's like, yeah, I have a body, but like, what about my, what about my mind? What about conversations that we might have? What about different things like that? And then cute face, he agreed. Now he want to fuck on me. The next part says, I'm Mish Cash. So my brother who's in jail right now, he doesn't know my rap name. He just found out I started rapping while he was in jail. And he calls me Mish Cash. And I'm like, bro, it's 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 money Mish. It's like, you're close. You're, you're close, but let me just help you out a little bit. But it just kind of stuck. So it says, um, give me a bag, get tested, or you don't get no ass. Where the mag don't got one. Kids can't be in this lifestyle, son. That's very important to me because... When I started rapping, I was like, hmm, what kind of person am I going to be in rap, right? And then it's like, well, you know, I don't mind talking about sex. I, I love storytelling, like what I did and I chose violence. But I also want to be a person who says something um, important because I feel like we are important for... The reality is that music raises people, right? Books raise people. Like I said, um, last time I was on, I was talking about Midnight and the Meaning of Love. Like, I love, like, Midnight from The Coldest Winter Ever, which came out, what, early 2000s, 1990s, 1990s written by Sister Soldier, who is a Muslim, uh, black, like, a black Muslim female, right? So, like, I love, like, how she wrote that character. So, with this music, it's like, okay, great. You want to have sex? Cool. But yes, you know the series? Okay, we're we're here. Um, she just came out with another book. Did you get the new book? I didn't get it yet because I didn't read half the books I have, apparently. I want to get it so bad. Yeah. So for this particular verse, though, it's um 
it's just with the mindset. It's like, I'm aware that even though there are parental controls on music, that kids still find ways to get around things. Even as a teacher, I, kids, they always go through the firewalls. I don't know how, I'm not that tech savvy, but I know that they do. So I'm like, there is going to be a kid who hears this and they're going to hear me talking about sex. They're going to want to have sex. There's, there's a lot of people who, when you start talking about sexuality, which this can be a whole other conversation, but there's a lot of people who knew that they were straight, um, lesbian, bisexual, gay at the age of six, right? So they might not be able to fully process what sex is at that age, but they're starting to think about who they like and who they're attracted to. So when they do get to that mindset that, hey, I want to have sex, at least you have this one song saying you need to have a condom. And I try to put in um, healthy decisions in a way that doesn't completely throw the song off. But if you're ever singing along to the song, you're going to be like, where's the mag? And there's, there's so many different things because a lot of people be having magnums and they can't fit magnums. But let's not get into that part. Let's move it on. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so then I actually have a, um, actually, I don't have his verse written down. Yeah, I don't have his verse written down. So I did get a feature from, um, from this rapper. His name is Wiz the Kid. And I was very grateful for it just because I feel like being new to music, literally, like today when I said early, I was in a studio, somebody hit me up at 10. He's like, yo, I got to open studio today, come through. And I'm like, all right, I'm there. Like, I didn't hesitate. I didn't say no. I didn't really stop and think about it. Did I have plans for today? Of course I did. But I was like, I don't want to be that person that, that doesn't show up for a craft that I take seriously. Like, I'm really a, a writer for a living between my, my books, my music, my podcast. I write my scripts. I write my stories. I write my curriculum. I literally, I write like I'm writing out of time, like I'm Alexander Hamilton. So that's something that's really important to me. And I couldn't find a, I couldn't find a feature. I feel like there's a lot of people who say that they, they want to do music or that they do music, but it's like, do you even take it seriously? And not to toot my own horn, because I, I hate to sound cocky, but it's like, I just started making music and my first song, which is with Eric John, who's in the chat, that first song came out January 15th. In total right now, I have six songs out, but I know people who said that they've been making music for years that don't have any songs out or they're not on Spotify, they're not on Apple. And it's like, bro, like, are you taking your craft seriously or you're not taking it seriously? So that's something that I've been going through mentally, which my favorite quote, which I'll write it in the chat, is that, you know, you could lead a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. And then sometimes people really have to do things um, in their own time. And it's not up to me to push them to, to make decisions, right? All right, and then the last verse, it's something not not too intense, not too wordy. It just says, um, he said he want a piece of pussy. Well, guess what, nigga, is gushy creaming like a coconut because my thing be thingy nuts. Coconut water is mad good. It's mad healthy. Electrolytes, all of that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> why why you put that face emoji in the chat? And then um, put your face in it, last supper, suffocate in it. I hate maybe being overly sexual right now, but I feel like there's a lot of guys who will be like, oh, you know, I'm I'm going to do this in bed and I'm going to do that in bed. And then you get in bed and then it's like, woo, woo, ah, ah, oh, you know, like they're not really like taking it seriously. And it's like, no, if you said that your lip game is popping and you, you know, you want to do the oral thing, that's what I expect you to do. And I feel like my friends like to call me an alpha female. I just feel like I'm more aggressive. Like if you said you're eating pussy, you're eating pussy. Or if you're, if you're not, like, why are you here? So 
that's just the point that I got to in my life. What? Men don't do it in West Canada. That's crazy. Hi, Snoop. No, I no, I think that's crazy for the men who don't eat pussy. And then I also find um I heard this is a Jamaican thing, but I've I've met a lot of um Jamaican people who say that they don't do it. I don't know why I'm not Jamaican. I haven't gotten really into deep conversation. But this one Jamaican guy that I did know, he did do it. And then he was like, Oh, but I can't talk about it though, because people look down on it. It's like what? So I think it's crazy, but I, but I also know um, Jamaican women who also don't like um, having oral done to them. I, I don't know if it's a cultural thing. If anyone's Jamaican in the chat, you can go and you can let me know. Not here, not cultural. Send men on your work. What? What do you? Don't send. You don't start. Unless they're proposing. First of all, don't even do. Because you know what? I would actually, I would propose to a man. I feel like there's nothing, just like I would bag a man, I would slide in someone's DMs, but I feel like that would be, what's the correct word? Demasculating? I wouldn't want to demasculate a man. That's why I personally wouldn't do it. But I feel like women should be able to do things like that. <laughs> Saying, you know what's crazy? I, I wrote a, the song that I actually recorded today. I should send it to you. Because in a song, it's about me smutting guys out, about me, <laughs> about me giving a little $40 for a haircut, Yep, smutting guys out, giving a little 40 for a haircut, getting what I want, and then you could dip. Yep, just 40. That better cover it. If not, you better make it work. Why you always say your haircut is $700? You be playing. Oh, spitting this song. Um, hmm. So, popular question from my spitting this song Who spits first? So, there are some people who don't like saliva that much. Ew, see, by you calling it drizzle, that's just completely a turn off for it. Completely. See, some people are saying, ew, so some people some people don't like it. But it, it also depends on who you're talking to because you don't want to be dealing with somebody and they don't have, like, good, like, hygiene in their mouth. You know what I'm saying? All right, everyone, we have three minutes left. What I'm going to do to end this, I want to say thank you, everyone. Well, thank you, everyone. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Museum of My Mind podcast. This is your host, Money Niche. I am on this app every Wednesday from 8 to 9 p.m. And you can all follow me on Instagram. I'll put all the information in the chat again. I hope that you all enjoy this conversation. Not the Museum of Freakiness, the Museum of My Mind. And I'm going to end this by playing my lyric video <laughs> to do it. All right? All right? Open up. Money Niche. Money Snacks, but I'm really good eats. Said you a chef, so fuck with me. You vegan too? Dinner plate me. Eat my pussy from the front to the back. Turn me over, arch my back. I'ma throw this ass back. Yeah, you love a bitch, you fuck back. Not lazy at all. Whoa, uh, but whoa, whoa, don't come yet. I need a few more tongue tricks. I ain't done yet. Wanna make me come quick? Put your face in my ass and slurp and spit. Just spit in it.
Thank you so much. Um, follow me on Instagram. Um, you can DM me, DM me if you have any questions, and then I'll put all my information in the chat. Yeah, but ends like that. It cuts off. You got to wait to the next one where I'm smutting y'all out. Bye. Yo. What just happened? Yo, you gonna spit in it? Nigga, I have questions. Has she, she left the room? Nah, I'm, I'm here. What's up? What's up? I'm still here. Yo, you gotta pick a number. We, we got this game. We got this game. I think you said you gotta pick a number. Yo, stick around. 12. 12.